Welcome back to the Trees and Nylon podcast, your one-stop shop for everything GORP. I'm your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees, Nylon, wherever you want. And I'm joined today by a tree hugger and a Trinidadian, the first on the podcast, actually. It is Rishi. How are you doing today, man? Hey, man, what's up? Uh, my name is my name is Rishi, Rishi Diosaran. I am uh, a tree hugger and a Trinidadian, as, <laughs> as trees politely put it, beautifully put it, and poetically put it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Glad yeah. to be here. Glad to be here. The first, uh, the first yeah. non-British and, uh, and non-American uh, guest, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm breaking boundaries out here. It had to be done at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it, bro. Pioneer. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, um, for anyone who doesn't know, this is the Trees and Nylon podcast. We talk about trees and also nylon, kind of going through a past, present, and future progression of both of those topics. So the question for you, Rishi top of the episode would you like to talk about trees or nylon man i uh this is like this is like the eternal question the eternal <laughs> question i think it i think it was plato that first asked this question and i've just I been so. obsessed I with so. it <laughs> <laughs> um i think i'm gonna go with trees first uh i i love trees so yeah there you go start with trees well yeah tell me a little bit about um your upbringing around nature uh starting out we'll get into the stuff that you're doing now in a second but yeah how did it all begin for you well i mean growing up in trinidad is is you're pretty much surrounded by the color green it's like a mm-hmm. real lush place and it's a it's a real uh, uh in touch with that kind of lushness you you go out then you experience it you go to the beaches all the time you go to the rivers all the time you hike up to these waterfalls and that kind of stuff my tropical homies will get it um, my island boys will get it uh, it's a bit different from European and like uh, American trails and hikes, which are a whole different beast. I won't even claim to say like which one is harder or whatever, because that's like ridiculous. They're both so incredibly beautiful. And um, I-, I would just love to experience it all, really, because there's so much diversity to experience across that and within the field, you know. Um, but yeah, you grow up in it down here. Um, but that's not to say that I had a real connection to nature um, until in, in this capacity that I do now in terms of activism and working with it, uh, as an environmental scientist and, and a researcher and that kind of stuff. I didn't have that connection until I went abroad and left my, my home. Uh, and that kind of made me appreciate what, just how unique uh, my, my home ecology and culture is the whole, mm-hmm. the whole kind of bioregional setting, meaning uh uh, everything that it encompasses from the history to the geography to the way that it interacts with culture and people and, and how that interacts with you as a person growing up there and how it it, it kind of molds you and makes you, you know, you are mm-hmm. where you come from, as as a lot of people like to say. And um, yeah, uh, I think I owe it all to just my roots to, to growing up here. And I think if that's the basis, I think that is the basis of a lot of other people's <laughs> nature, you know, like yeah. nature enjoyment and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So um, I don't think it's unique in any regard, but I do think it's beautiful. And when it comes from that kind of place, you're inclined to to be a bit more caring and uh, and I guess appreciative of how much it gives to you and how much you as a consumer can take away from it, I guess, is a good way to, to tile the bow end on that, you know? Yeah, um, I was going, oh, I almost said it. I almost said, it. I need Anyway, um, <laughs> how close did you live um, to like a trail or just like the woods or anything or the forest? 
I guess rainforest. So you live by I rainforest. Live, <laughs> oh yeah, man. I, so I'm not a rainforest per se. It's a technicality. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's tropical deciduous forests. Uh, okay. Rainforest would be like in the Amazon. Uh, mm. Where I am on an island, it, we have a dry season and a rainy season. Right now we're in dry season, so it's hot. Sun is blistering hot sometimes, and that's why we get a lot of forest fires. So that's why it's a pretty mm. big um, deal right now. And I'm sure Americans will get me. Uh, with those forest fires, you guys Definitely. have it rough. Yeah. I, I'd be, um, I'd be, that's just scary, man. I can't even imagine. Um, but yeah, so I, I live in a valley, and on the on the northern side of the valley is the beach. So it's right over a, a hill for me. Um, and because of that, we get some nice rain coming over um, in, into the valley. It's cool and and crisp on evenings and that kind of stuff. And it has these lush green hills on every side. So I, I kind of coddled mm-hmm. by a nice little pocket in nature. And mm-hmm. um, I hear parrots at night uh, in the evening and I hear frogs in the at night. You know, it's, it's a lively place. And yeah. I try my best to appreciate it as much as possible. Yeah. That's but awesome. It's, um, it's, it's not like tame, right? It's not like tame nature. So I can't mm-hmm. go out there and really like just explore the trails as much as uh, uh, I would want to. I'd have to get like people to come with me, uh, guides and this mm. and that, to be aware of that kind of stuff, you know. And they're also treaded by hunters too. And sometimes people get hurt, people get shot, X, Y, and Z. So wow. it's a whole. It's it, what's really interesting to me is how your guys' scene in in uh, in America and in Europe and in, in England um, mm. differs so greatly from other places and the different cultures that exist within the nature communities uh, of these places because. I, I think all of us love the environment, but there's so much that goes into, into the nuance of what that means for us, you know, how mm-hmm. we interact with it and how we really uh, uh, live with it, you know, in tandem with, or just as a, a visiting thing or, you know, mm-hmm. however variable it gets. Yeah. Cause it sounds like for you, it's like part of your life, you know, you're surrounded by it. Um, it's more like wild, more i don't know i just get the vibe that it's like i kind of how i said at the beginning it's just more part of your life and then to me yeah. it's just like a place that i can go for fun and for you yeah. it's like i'm living in it like currently <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's it's interesting because just like you the the vast majority of people in in trinidad uh are just like that they think it's a place mm-hmm. to go visit and it is a place to go visit and, and yeah. to, to get some reprieve from the mundane monotony of 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 living in, in whatever social organization we have you know living in that sluggish pandemic uh, mm-hmm. uh slog right so especially during the pandemic nature has become a, a serious kind of refuge uh, uh for for people to go and get a, a break from it all so yeah. um that is the vast majority of the culture too but what I try to do and what my friends in, in this field try to do as well is to show people that there is, there is depth to this. This is not just a place that people visit. It exists where, when people aren't there and there's mm-hmm. life that, that that's there as well, that, uh, that make use of it and, 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 and take care of it and interact with it in, in really deep and complex ways and beautiful ways. And, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, being aware of that, interconnectedness and beauty kind of reminds you that you are also part of that you know you're not separate you just kind of have a lot of material distractions from and and, and not material distractions but also material separations like actual (laughs) boundaries as well yeah from uh from the natural order of things and 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 nature uh, as a concept 
but you still are part of it and you mm-hmm. we exist within the system and we interact with it and have effects on it uh, as it does have effects on us, you know? So Definitely. it's the kind of like reminding ourselves of how connected we, we are, you know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you're talking about Aristotle at the beginning. That's very, that's very deep. And very <laughs> philosophical. <laughs> oh. Um. We got a lot so, to learn from trees, man. We got a lot to learn from trees and forests, man. They got a lot to teach us. Exactly, yeah. And so why we got to protect them, you know. So why we got to save the trees. Definitely. Uh, so what was your? I mean, obviously you're surrounded by it. When did you get this like um, understanding or appreciation of nature that you seem to have now? Was that from childhood or was that later on? That's a good question, man. Uh, that's a that's a very interesting one. I have to. I have to kind of be aware of how different my upbringing is from other people, but also how mm. incredibly different everybody else's upbringing are. Because uh, in the same way that I would, I would want to credit my elders with kind of taking me and holding my hand and showing me this kind of this beauty and, and interest and, and, and fostering this curiosity for, for uh, you know, the outdoors and, and nature and bugs and that kind of stuff. I also have to like realize that like, yo, People have grandparents that were taking them fishing in the lakes in America and doing the mm-hmm. exact same things in those in those settings as well. So I would say it's, it's similar to that. It's it's really is just um, uh, elders and and people that I looked up to, people who had ideas that I thought were uh, even if they were romantic, they were just uh, nice nice ideas about how the world should work and how the mm-hmm. world does work. Uh, and oftentimes that meant a kind of return to to nature uh, or a reminder that mother nature is a thing that we have to take care of and will take care of us if we do it as well and um and yeah so fostering that kind of romantic idea in me growing up uh, was was key i think in it and then i decided i wanted to like really address it academically so i studied it and i realized uh, mm-hmm. you know my whole perspective of it shifted to be less romantic more pragmatic uh but at the same time very hopeful and and that kind of stuff so yeah it shapes you as much as you shape it i think Mm -hmm. it has to do with the person as well um and uh i'd be interested to hear yours you know uh, how you grew (laughs) up in it (laughs) yeah well i mean i you said you wanted to ask me before we started recording so i guess i can just give my uh my story because i don't know if i said it i kind of give like bits and pieces as i have guests on and I don't want to talk about myself too much because then I feel like as I'm editing I'm like oh man I just I I tell the same (laughs) stories like every time like anyway uh yeah I started I so my dad would take me out my dad put me in Cub Scouts which is like before Boy Scouts when you're in elementary school yeah and um I didn't like it that much uh we never went on any like hikes or anything it was just like we'd go to the meetings and then we'd play like kickball or basketball or something like it really wasn't anything exciting uh i did like pinewood derby if you know what that is but, um, i have no idea what is that you just you whittle they give you a block of wood and four <sighs> wheels and then you whittle a car and then you that's all cool you all race the cars yeah it was fun it was it was, cool. it was actually pretty fun but it was like yeah. the most fun thing and it was only once a year um, <laughs> and then by the time boy scouts came around i told my dad i didn't want to do it and mm. he said okay cool that's fine. Like it's your choice, which was very mature of him to do. Yeah, because he really wanted me to do it. Because he 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 did was all. A scout? He did, yeah, he got his Eagle Scout and all that. So Damn. yeah, he he yeah. did the whole deal. And then he would just he would take me and my sister camping um, over Labor Day. It's like in August or September. 
um, we just go to this like local state park and we get a campsite and just camp for like two nights, uh, just so we could be out in there. And I kind of always just had this like subtle appreciation of nature. Like I always like ran outside that was like, you know, I, I never really, I was never really into like, you know, video games or anything like that growing up. I'd rather just like go outside and run around, climb trees and stuff like that. So <laughs> I've always appreciated like even just like suburb nature. I've always enjoyed just being outside. And then, um, when was it? Probably. I mean, definitely my like awakening was when I went to Yellowstone back in 2015 or 14, no. probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was the first national park I'd ever been to. And it was just like, so eye-opening to me like just the vastness of nature and just yeah. seeing all the different biomes because yellowstone has like everything um yeah yeah it is yeah. it's my favorite national park for sure um but yeah just seeing all of that was like really amazing to me um and then i just kind of fell in love with nature i we went back in 2016 actually because we were we were going to do another trip and we were just like i don't know where should we go we were trying to figure it out and I just suggested, why don't we go back to like Yellowstone? We didn't get to see all of it last time. Like we didn't go to each little corner of the park and I'm like, okay, right. yeah, sure. So we did it again, had a great time. And then, then I became like the nature guy <laughs> and then, nice, you know, then nice. it just like steadily increased until here I am with the podcast talking about going outside. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. That's pretty cool. You, you touched on, uh, you touched on something there that, that was that I also kind of really relate to as a watershed moment for when I kind of, connected with with nature in, in a, like a more than more than just going there kind of way mm -hmm. you, you said the vastness like you, yeah you're looking up on that expanse and that grandeur you can't capture it in any picture you can't yeah. uh you know you can't recreate it in any kind of way it's just mother nature and it's sheer grandeur and you have to just mm -hmm. like stand back in awe and appreciate it i've had Absolutely. that with a couple of waterfalls i've had that with a couple of like uh, uh, coral reefs and that kind of stuff, like oh, yeah. just moments where you just kind of taken aback and mesmerized by this is a whole world and this what this is what people used to live with and interact mm -hmm. with, uh, and you know it just reminds you of your roots again, where you come from, and in Definitely. a in a more than in a metaphysical sense, like mm -hmm. you know Mother Nature roots, not like your your uh, ancestral roots, but mm -hmm. you know it's it's um. It's humbling in a sense because you realize you're uh, you're a small part of something real big, real, real Definitely. big. Yeah, yeah, I've had I've had a few moments like that as well. In the Smokies, I had one. Mm. My favorite hike. I actually shout out Mellowclo. Um, <laughs> uh, the little little article I did for them um, was about that hike. It was just so beautiful. And then so that one, and then in Glacier National Park as well. That's another one. It's it's very it's very close to Yellowstone, but like imagine if all of the mountains were a lot bigger and there was a lot more lakes. <laughs> it was just down, awesome. Down. It was super yeah. cool. I, yeah, I went I there back in, I guess, 2020, 2021, somewhere like that with my girlfriend. And it was, it was amazing. It was super, super cool. It was the first time she'd ever been to a national park too. Oh, nice. So, nice. Yeah. And see, that's another thing, bro. Taking people out there and, mm -hmm. and getting them to experience the exact yes. like kind it's of so euphoria. Awesome. It's like uh -huh. the best thing, man. It is, it is. Yeah. It's community building. It's like what monkeys are supposed to be doing. And we are monkeys, <laughs> you know, just getting out there yeah. with our troop and um, and enjoying it. I am I'm very lucky to know a lot of really cool people down here in the local naturalist and, and um, environmental scene that mm -hmm. go out and do some really amazing expeditions and work and, re and conservation stuff. So I get to tag along sometimes. Mm -hmm. And um, at those moments where you're just out there 
sometimes you're in the rainforest at night and they, they're looking for snakes and frogs and spiders and that kind wow. of stuff. And, and your mind is just being blown by how much we just don't know. That's mm-hmm. right here. It's just nighttime. It's a full moon. And there's like <laughs> tons of things that we just don't know right under our feet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, I think that's a pretty natural segue into me asking you, uh, how often do you get outside and what is your routine like? Is it just walking or is it, do you do a lot of like, you know, the surveying and preservation efforts and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so with the pandemic in Trinidad, it's been a bit hard, uh, but things are, I, I don't want to say things are cooling down now because they've actually been, it's worse than it's been throughout the entire <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, people are kind of getting that pandemic fatigue now and, and they're going yeah. back outside and if restrictions are using up and that kind of stuff. Mm. Governments are kind of just saying, all right, it's it's time, guys, whatever. Um, so I, I try to get out um, as much as possible. Uh, during the pandemic that was pretty rare if I'm being real but mm-hmm. now I get out one like at least once a week into some serious what we call bush just some bush uh, yeah. which is like off trail kind of and I mm-hmm. go up on some some um, slopes and check out the ridges and that kind of stuff it's cool exploring um, and I get outside and walk around like my back I, I, since I live in a nice little valley we have a beautiful like forest edge a uh, park behind my house I, it's a park but it's just like a piece of land really and truly that people play football on it's okay. it's pretty cool um i walk around there a lot and we and it's a forest edge so we have a lot of biodiversity i catalog the butterflies the moths their uh life cycles and and um the birds and that kind of stuff too just getting to know my own my own backyard you know mm-hmm. it's it's really um and i'm lucky to have a backyard not many <laughs> people do you know i, I gotta yeah. thank god for that and um and yeah, so that's really my thing. But um, yeah, it's not like a, it's not like a specific constant where I'm like, oh, I have to go on a, a run today, yeah. or I have to go on a hike today, or something like that. It's more like, oh, I got some, um, I got some work to do, uh, or, or I'm going to go uh, help with the tree planting. I'm going to go help reforesting, and um, check this out, and and yeah, I'll go up there and do it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like going home to another home in a sense for me. I just miss it, you know. I don't feel like I need to go every time just as a, as a, uh, as a visitor, I, I'm going mm-hmm. home in a certain sense. So I don't yeah. feel the need to go constantly. Yeah. Okay. And how often do you get out on these like conservation type missions? Uh, it, it's pretty variable. It's pretty variable. And it depends on the research point, uh, uh, the, the stage of the research and that kind of stuff. If you're doing sampling, if you're in the sampling stage and you're pretty going out into the field quite often, if you're mm-hmm. not, then you're not. Um, I do the conservation stuff at least once a week, sometimes twice, sometimes three times if I have the time. Um, because right now I'm in between jobs. I haven't had a job since uh, about three months now. Hey, you uh, and me both, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying, though. I got my feelers out all over the place. Um, you so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I have a lot of more free time to do that, um, which is really nice. I, I also help in the botanical gardens uh, hmm. of, of in town in, in my in my country's town which is port of spain it's like the only capital i mm-hmm. shouldn't say that people are going to get mad at me <laughs> we got some other places but they just ain't the same you know <laughs> um so yeah uh i help out the, so i help out in the gardens as well with some planting and landscaping and that kind of stuff yeah awesome very cool very cool uh is there anything else you want to talk about for what you're doing right now before i move on to the future uh yeah i get i i can't really give too many details about 
my research work and that kind of stuff because it's not published mm-hmm. yet and yeah. hopefully it will be within the next couple within this year hopefully and mm-hmm. maybe the year after that but um i want to say like uh when when we get the chance to interact with nature in in um, an intimate manner and like you go out there and you kind of take stock of the biodiversity that you have and learn about the animals like you take a little pocket book of mushroom a mushroom identification book or, or a bird mm-hmm. book or whatever and you do that it adds a whole another layer of your enjoyment to it and i want to encourage people to like kind of do that and um, and get to know mother nature a bit more intimately you know mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's definitely that's something that i've told myself i want to do but i've never actually done is <clears throat> yeah just learn about like the local nature learn about like you know the trees and the plants and the mushrooms and like everything that's just around me because i am you know everyone's well most people are surrounded by it and a lot of people there was like a post someone put up where it said like identify these three brands and then identify (laughs) these three leaves and like no one can answer the leaves (laughs) question that's so that's so good i love that yeah so i mean it's pretty telling um and that's something that i definitely want to get into maybe i'll make that my new year's resolution just learn a little bit more because i know a little bit I helped my girlfriend with a project for um, one of her ecology classes. Uh, oh, and nice. We had to go around and like take pictures of different uh, trees and leaves and plants and stuff and like say like how many there were. And like it, we were doing a, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, we just had to, <laughs> we just had to uh, look up all that stuff. And so I, I got a little bit of knowledge on like some local uh, trees plant. and that kind. Yeah. 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 Nice, man. Um, that, anyway, just hopefully get into that more. That'd be if cool. If I could offer any advice for it, like yeah. I'm 1,000% sure you have an old person in your community uh, or <laughs> like an actual univer- local university, like a professor uh-huh. or somebody who's leading like an action group or something like that. Yeah. Um, who would be like more than willing to just take you out there and mm-hmm. walk with you and, I, and ID all that shit and tell <laughs> you all the stuff that he knows about it and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And really and truly, that's the quickest, easiest way to do it because it is daunting. Mm-hmm. I, it was a dream of mine ever since I was like a kid. I was like, oh, I want to learn that the Latin names of shit. I want to learn all that kind mm. of stuff and be that black guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I played Pokemon and I was obsessed with like catching bugs and, and that kind of, of stuff. But, um, of course. Uh, really and truly, it, it, uh, the best way to get that is to go out there physically, experience mm. nature, and, yeah. and go with somebody who's experienced it already. And they can, mm. they can help you ID everything and make connections and, and understand how everything interacts. And, and yeah, you get a whole, a whole, it's a whole different world when you do that. It's a whole different way of viewing the world as well, because mm-hmm. things have function, they have meaning, they have value that is intrinsic to just their existence. No longer is it just a, a, a tree or whatever, you know, yeah. it's, it's that tree. And, and that tree has <laughs> been there for so many years and does mm-hmm. this for, for the ecosystem and recycles. Sometimes it stores nitrogen. Maybe it was planted there during a specific era in, in mm-hmm. land's history. Uh, and um, it's a remnant from, from a farmland or something like that. We have tons of old cocoa plantations in Trinidad because it's a post-colonial island. And mm-hmm. on those cocoa plantations, they plant these beautiful grand immortal trees because it's a nitrogen fixer and helps build up the soil. And um, so scattered throughout the hills, you find these beautiful flowering immortal trees. And it's a, it's a really gorgeous orange flower. And parrots love mm-hmm. to live in it. And um, oh, nice. so they're kind of like characteristic of of the of, of the landscape and mm-hmm. the average person will kind of just pass them by not knowing <laughs> yeah. whatever right but you have yeah. a whole different outlook and perspective and it's a whole new world when you have when you take a bit more uh, uh it's a, you acknowledge how complex and intricate that life is 
because it's just mm-hmm. as intricate as ours. You know, we have really complex, yeah. uh, uh, really, really complex lives <laughs> and um, ecosystems do too. So, yeah. Yeah. Find that hey. old cook, man. Find that old cook in your, in your, uh, <laughs> under the bridge or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And get him to take you out. I love that. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. so moving on to your future with trees, tell me a little bit about, I don't know what you'd like to do. Is there yeah. any places you'd like to see? You've already mentioned Yellowstone, anything like that. So I, uh, I graduated in, I graduated last year. I almost forgot that. Damn. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, but it was in the middle of this pandemic. So I didn't really, I was in Trinidad yeah. when I graduated and I was, my graduation was in London and that kind of stuff. Oh. So I had planned after graduating to like go to Snowdonia, the Lake District, the Peak District, hop around to the Dolomites. Uh, I got friends in Spain and the deserts down in South of Spain, uh, Almeria. And, and I was going to do some, some um, trekking around there from Barcelona down to South. Uh, but all that kind of just collapsed because <laughs> of the <laughs> pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, but I really do want to get back out there and I have plans to do it. It's just, you know, when things are, are, are more accessible and easier to yeah. navigate because it's, it's really turbulent right now and you don't really know mm-hmm. how things are going to work out. I don't want to get stranded anywhere. Visa no. stuff is a scene, you know, it's 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 complicated. But I I, I have... My main goals right now is to get into a PhD program. So I have some applications out. Oh, wow. Excuse me. Um, and I, hopefully I can get into them. I applied for one in University of Edinburgh, which is like where I really want to go. And mm-hmm. it, it has field work in, in Peru uh, as part oh. of the program. So I'll be in a tropical place for a little bit, which, is, which <laughs> yeah. will be a bit like home, you know, uh, mm-hmm. studying in a cold country after you live in the Caribbean is, is really bro it's hard man it's, it's a it's a change man um so it'll be nice to get into a program that lets me be in the tropics for a bit i think exactly. um, yeah so uh yeah that's that's really my main goal i want to be uh in the i want to be in in a place that, I, that at least looks like home or feels like home mm-hmm. uh that could be anywhere it really actually it's up to the people uh and the people that mm-hmm. i interact with and, and meet with yeah. but uh i want to be somewhere warm uh, in terms of the people and the climate some hopefully um and i want to be able to do what i love really and truly i'm kind of uncompromising on that i want to be able to work in conservation work in the forests while we have them you know while we have them uh, it's it's important to appreciate things while you got them you know i learned that lesson really hard when i went to england for when i was 18 mm-hmm. for university and mm-hmm. um i i don't want to make the mistake again you know oh okay yeah uh whew, there's a lot to unpack uh, <laughs> what should I talk about first? Give me a second. Yeah. Okay. The first oh, question I have, what's the temperature there right now? What's how cold, what's oh, the coldest geez. it gets? What's the coldest it gets like year round right. in Trinidad? All right. So it's actually Fahrenheit been kind of cold lately and people are going to laugh at me when I say it's been uh-huh. kind of cold, right? But it's been kind of cold lately at night and on mornings, it gets as low as 19 degrees. That's, that's freaking cold. That's real cold for me. Um, and I live in a valley, so it gets pretty, it's get, it gets colder here than in most of the country. Uh-huh. Uh, 19 degrees Celsius. So you use Fahrenheit, right? Yeah, it's like 66. Oh. I just looked it up. Okay, nice. Phew. Uh, my bad. I was. I would not know how to do the conversion. That was my. Bad. No, it's all good. I don't <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, so uh, and as hot it gets, it's the dry season now. It's a bit in the early stages of the dry mm-hmm. season, so it's not too hot. Right now, it's thirty degrees. It's pretty humid, so I'm sweating like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it could get anywhere between 
uh, in the dry season up to 37 degrees, maybe 38 sometimes. Wow. Which is hot. Uh, it's very hot. Yeah. Um, but that's like peak. Uh, on average, mm-hmm. it'll be between 32 to 34, I would say, degrees, okay. which is still pretty hot with a yeah, blazing sun. Yeah, it's a blazing sun. And yeah, well, um, yeah. down here where I live, I live in Georgia. Um, and it oh, gets nice. like, let's see if I can, let's, let's switch Celsius and Fahrenheit and I can tell you yeah. some numbers. So <laughs> right now it's like 50 degrees. That's like 10, 10 degrees Celsius. But, oh, that's why um, you got a fleece on. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got the fleece on. It, 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 <laughs> we have real winter down here. Not like you guys. <laughs> um, nice, nice, nice. But it does, it does, it stays around 10 degrees and eh, probably a little bit less, honestly, but around 10 is probably like our winter. And then in summer, you know, whatever number you're saying, 32, 32 degrees is that that's like a hundred degrees Fahrenheit, somewhere around like high, like in the nineties for Fahrenheit. Um, okay. Okay, cool. That's like, yeah, 32, 33, somewhere around there is about, where it is in same, summer yeah, here as well. Yeah, yeah. About the same, yeah. We just have much colder winters and you stay warmer year round. Yeah. It seems. That, yeah. yeah. We don't really have seasons. We have two seasons, so rainy and wet season. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So in the in the rainy season, it's it's um which is in the like the second half of the year, kind of. It's from mm-hmm. I would say April to August around then. Um it's 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 really wet and I love it. I, I it's one of my favorite points of the year. I hate the dry season because my, my room just gets like an oven and I don't have AC <laughs> because I live in the tropics, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like it's it'll just be a lot of electricity for nothing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it gets just sweltering hot. I have a, I have a fan, a, a trusty fan that's been with me for like thirteen years. It's my favorite <laughs> fan. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's how it goes. That's how it keeps you cool. Awesome. <laughs> um, are there any countries you'd like to see uh, besides Peru and the UK? Like any any pipe dream countries? You know. Pipe dream. Okay, I gotta go to Iceland. I'm a geology nerd, oh, yeah. and I love just the Iceland. Is Iceland's uh-huh. geological setting and everything about it is just incredible. It's crazy. Yeah, I so I gotta go there. Um, uh, you know, man, really and truly, once I got out, I, I'm very lucky to have gotten out of the island bubble, right? Because people live their whole lives on the island, and mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, people live their whole lives in in, in one place all over the yeah. world. And they never really get out of that. And they don't, they don't get to see just how much the world has to offer. One of my favorite, mm-hmm. one of my, the thing I say often, like my favorite thing I learned when I went abroad for university was that, holy crap, this world is big and <laughs> it's beautiful. And there's beautiful people like everywhere and interesting nooks and crannies, just as interesting as Trinidad everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I want to see it all, man. I got to go to Africa. I got to go mm-hmm. all over Africa. I got to go to, uh, um, uh, Spain. I got to go there. My mm. one of my best friends is in is in Spain. He's a he's a Catalan person, oh, nice. he's Catalonian, and yeah. um, he's yeah he's he's in Barcelona. But I got to go down there, man, definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, parts of Asia for sure. Uh, I'm cool with Europe though. I, I've been a, a bit around <laughs> Europe. I think I'm good for now. Uh, if anything, I do want to go back to, to 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 London to say hi to all my friends and that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. things got cut short with the pandemic. Yeah. I didn't get to go back to to graduate or anything like that. And um, I do want to go to Scotland and Ireland. Those two places seem pretty chill. I wouldn't mind studying in Scotland because, yo, if Scotland <laughs> dips out of uh, out of the UK while mm-hmm. I'm there, I'm all for it. I'm like, hell yeah. Let's succeed. <laughs> Let's succeed, you know? Um, there you go. 
not to get down, political but... or anything. Sorry. No, no, it's good. I, I know. <laughs> right. I know nothing about the issue there. I just know that they've wanted to forever, and I don't know why, <laughs> and I don't know what's happened. Um, yeah. I'm extremely ignorant to it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, UK politics is crazy, man. It's it's crazy. Politics everywhere is crazy, man. <laughs> it's not just yeah. That's it's true. Not, yeah, yeah. I wish it was just the UK it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to move on to nylon? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cool. I, I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, also, um, <laughs> you go, you go, you go. Oh, I, I was going to say that I have a, I have, I'm not really part of the co-op scene or, or like the traditional co-op community or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I have more have like, I want to give like an outsider perspective going in and I'm yeah. your guys' part your guys' brains a little bit. Pick your guys' brain, mm-hmm. I think is the oh, uh, yeah, best for sure. term. I like um, because it, it, it's really cool. Like I, I love it. I follow all the pages. I think it's really dope. But I have mm-hmm. some some really um uh, burning kind of. <laughs> I want to play kind of devil's advocate a little bit because okay, you know, just to see what what's going on, you know, within the well, community. As the, yeah, as the elected official of the Gorpcore community, <laughs> I believe that I have um all of the resources to answer your question. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> uh, I think I think honestly, mm-hmm. and my uh, my limited my limited opinion uh, and yeah. perspective is that you have a really nice community from with your account. I, I really do appreciate you, what you bring to the space relative to uh, like those, the bigger pages and that kind of stuff, because they're more like brand and uh, I, I say brand, but what I mean is they're more like about the image instead of the community mm. or rather okay. the community is based around the brand and the image, I should say. Which which um which kind of excludes a large a large chunk of people because it kind of ties together nature and this uh, identity of brand and material like mm-hmm. materialistic uh not materialistic in the sense that they they oh they're obsessed obsessed with materialism or whatever but like it's 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 a it's a whole image that they're marketing to you you know like you have to wear Arcterics this and that or whatever, whatever. Mm. um so uh yeah I, I'll be interested to see your your opinions on on that because i think your your community is, is a bit more like oh it's the outdoors it's the outdoors community we love how it looks we love the the aesthetics and and the ideas around it we want to get out mm. more and, and build build around it when the other pages are kind of like this is an image and this is a a, a lifestyle that we're trying to kind of market to you it's kind of an extension okay. of outdoor marketing in my opinion yeah you know? yeah yeah. So uh, you brought this up before we started talking that I am a marketing major. <laughs> yeah. Um, I graduated with a marketing degree. So uh, yeah, I think I understand where you're coming from Yeah. first. Uh, I think with the big pages, like they do get paid to influence people, you know, it's just uh-huh. like they, they get, they get seated from companies, they get money from companies to do partnerships and to, to, you know, wear their clothes and post pictures of them, um, nice. which on one hand is like, you know, make your money King. First of all, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I like nobody time, hustle. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, I do, I do appreciate some of the pages that try a lot harder to foster the community. Like I know El Hole just did a post recently where he said like, comment where you're from, find people right. from your area. Yeah. And I thought that, that was super cool. cool. That was I would really love cool. to yeah. see. Yeah. Other, other big pages using their power for good of like, this can be like a hub let me help you connect with people that you might know, like all that good stuff. I think that was super cool. Yeah, um, but definitely. a lot of these pages that, you know, basically it exists for every culture of just like, yeah, true. Um, 
hype pages or not even hype, but just news pages, kind of like what's releasing, when's it releasing? Do you like it? Mm. Those kind of pages have a place, but I feel like a lot of them don't serve the community very well. Um, it's kind of just, it seems kind of just like you said, they just exist for marketing. They don't exist for like the community itself, which I think mm-hmm. is a very important distinction. Cause like, I don't know. I was going to say that I kind of market clothes. I mean, I talk about Arc'teryx. I talk about all these clothes and stuff. So yeah. yes, I do. Well, I think but, there's a difference in that because it's kind of like uh, you're, 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 so you are part of that culture and you're commenting mm-hmm. on, on the trends of that culture. And yeah. uh, the interesting thing about culture is that it's built on, on, we, on consumerism and commodity mm-hmm. and it commodifies certain things, right? So uh, I think you mentioned that uh, you don't, in one of your podcasts, that you don't think that uh, hiking is commodified. And I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you with what, how you express that. Cause you said that, mm-hmm. uh, you're not like, if you see a cool picture of a place that somebody visited, you're not like, Oh, I like, I go to better places or uh, I, yeah, I go yeah. there first. So whatever, that's like uh-huh. lame, right? Nobody that's uh, people do do that. But if you do that, you're whack. And, um, <laughs> it's all about like, Oh, that's really cool. I love this place. Yeah. It's a really cool picture or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But what I do think has happened and what I can, what I, 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 I kind of controversially say is the commodification of of hiking Mm -hmm. and nature in general is that it's kind of become associated with uh, a certain wave like a fad as Mm -hmm. well as uh, uh, like a pretty specific um, brand image as well I guess Mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say I'm I'm pretty bad at articulating this but um what I what I kind of uh, it happens like with cottage core and that kind of stuff, right? Nature becomes an aesthetic. It, it's always mm. has done that, but yeah. with outdoor communities and like pages that that want to that I like people going outside. I think mm. there's a kind of a responsibility to to more than just make it about a product and going outside yeah. with that product. You know, it's uh, and and most pages do make it more than that. They do make it far more than that, mm-hmm. but um. It's an interesting thing, uh, an, an interesting phenomenon within the space, and I, I sometimes yeah. I wonder the effect that it could have uh, if if people were to take the take the initiative and make the uh, make the reconnection with nature a bit more prominent within that uh, within that space, you know, as opposed yeah, to it's, it's centering on the brands and material gear yeah. and that kind of stuff, which is cool though. It's, it's dope as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like what I said earlier with like the picture of the three brands and then the three leaves, you know, mm. like everyone enjoys getting outside mm. this whole, everyone in this community enjoys getting outside on like a surface level. They like going on walks. They like, you know, wearing cool clothes when they go on the walks and taking pictures and stuff. Um, but how many of them have that like deeper understanding or deeper connection of like, and how many of them want to have it also, you know, how many yeah, of them just yeah. like want to go outside because it helps their mental health and they just need to be away from the city and yeah. they don't want to spend the time or they can't spend the time to like learn about, um, you know, their local nature or whatever. They, they yeah, don't know yeah. someone or, you know, it's, it's, it'd be hard to find the connection. I think there is value in that. And 100%. I think like promoting the voices like foot down and also Rory Griffin, who, or I guess Liam and, and Rory who are on the podcast, they both yeah. had the same point of like, it shouldn't be about who's wearing the coolest clothes it shouldn't be about who's doing the best of anything. It should be about what you want to do. And it should be about like, Oh man, that's a sick hike. Like what you said about not having it be a competition of like, yeah, yeah. You can go outside wearing like 
total thrifted outfit. doesn't have to be expensive. doesn't have to do that. It like, I've always told people, my friends who have always come up to me and asked like, you know, how do I get into clothes and all that? I'm just like, well, yeah. it's honestly, it's just about how confident you are and what you wear. Yeah, no, you it's wear true, anything, true. Yeah. yeah. You can wear anything. And if you're confident, you'll probably look good. You know, unless That's some you're like, yeah. unless you're like, I don't know, NBA players, they have their zero <laughs> drip. I don't know if you've ever seen their, I don't know if you've ever seen their, uh, like walk-in videos or whatever with like, Oh no, I saw that one do. guy. I saw that one. Uh, it's like, he was wearing like a complete pink thing. I can't even yeah, barely yeah, remember just, him. It was, I don't know yeah, who it dresses was... them, but they don't dress well. <laughs> but besides them, besides them, yeah. Um, most people, like you look at something like Pharrell, like if you look at a Pharrell outfit, it's it's weird. Like it just doesn't look as if you saw a normal person wearing it on the street, you'd be like, that's strange. But yes. since he's got well, the confidence to pull it off, you're yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Anyway, 1, I'm getting, a little, yeah. getting a little off topic. But yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's more about like getting outside is the most important thing. And it's, um, a lot of people get caught up in the, okay, what I got to wear my like beams, Arcteryx collab and like my, like my limited edition Solomon's like, it's not, that part is fun. And that's the part of like streetwear that's kind of carried over into this. But for the, at yeah. the end of the day, it is about just like getting outside. Like, I don't, I don't rag on my friends for not owning Arcteryx. You know, I'm the only <laughs> one of my friends that like actually is into the Gorb core stuff and they just yeah. go outside. And I'm like, I don't, I don't critique their outfit whenever they go outside. With me. It's like, Let's just go on a hike, man. You know? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my take on it. I don't know if I answered your question at all. No, no. Yeah. That definitely does. I think you articulated uh, a, pr- a really good, the benefits of of of, of uh, the community aspect of what you're doing, and the benefits of of um of just the man in which it is it, it's done, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. That's a it's a perspective that I didn't really think about. So yeah, and I think that's really good advice that you give also with the it's about confidence thing. It's that's, that's probably some. Uh, I think that was Plato too. Uh, Plato probably said that as well. I it's all about Plato confidence. It's all about confidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I think that's um. Yeah. So, but what I want to see though. I want to mm-hmm. see a supreme to ecology pipeline, bro. That's what I want <laughs> to see, supreme right? Supreme to ecology pipeline. Yeah, I want, you know, supreme to uh, to to go, go to ecology pipeline. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Because I feel like there's real potential there, and I've been I've always kind of uh, kind of grappled with this question of like, how do you how do we affect change on a real like spatial yeah. and 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 real physical level on a mass scale? Um, because it's that's that's like the, the that's like the last question we have to ask, or the, rather mm-hmm. the first question we have to ask when trying to address any of the crises that we face right now, be it climate, yeah. ecology, or economic, any kind of crisis, right? Even mental health crisis. How mm-hmm. do we change this? And how do we affect that change on a large enough scale to have some kind of real, you know, real world um, uh, uh, effect? And I found that uh, uh, originally I used to think it was just like, yeah, we need to educate people. We need to tell them, oh, this is great. And this is what's happening here. And, uh, mm. and, and you know, just make sure that everybody's not ignorant. Because once people aren't ignorant, they, they, they'll they care, right? But that's yeah. not necessarily true. And I learned that a bit later on when I went to university. And um, I was at the Eden Project in South Cornwall, mm, yes. um, which is uh, a beautiful place. If uh, anybody in the UK can, can go down to Cornwall, I'm sure they know about it. They don't need a foreign man telling them to go to <laughs> Cornwall. Um, but I, as, a, as somebody from Trinidad going there, it was really, really uh-huh. cool. Um, I, I, like a dream come true to me. And I learned there that education can only do so much. It's about experience. And what the golf community does really, really well is it gets people outside experiencing nature and experiencing the communities with their friends and with and mm-hmm. building relationships and memories around that, around uh, the outside and outdoors. 
And that that has a real effect on your life and your future as a person and a human being. So, yeah. you know, if it can if it can have that effect, I'd want to kind of try and bring some attention to it and and um and try and amplify it because I, I see real potential there for people to just be like, oh, nice. I'm going out in my backyard. I, one minute I'm walking uh, in, in, in gardens or whatever. Next mm-hmm. thing I'm learning about the butterflies there and the moths there and their host plants and their caterpillars and seeing how they change throughout the life cycle. Cause it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's complex, fine and, and beautiful. And there's more to it, you know, and people should try and appreciate the more to it. Uh, and I think they will because it's pretty cool and 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 people like you <laughs> and people who think like like us because I I do consider myself part of the community and like I love the outdoors yeah, aspect definitely you know uh, I think once we're made aware of it and we're made aware that it's mind over matter like all the barriers between us and getting to that point is mind over mm-hmm. matter you can do it if you really want to you can do it you just have to start um, yeah. it, it you know a lot of good things can happen so I want to try and you know inspire uh, uh, inspire that within the space and many spaces any space go in your in your backyard in your watershed bro explore it find them um, find cool stuff find the unique flowers and and the unique plants see if they have medicinal values don't eat it though that's not my advice i i don't <laughs> eat don't do that but just learn about it <laughs> yeah just yeah. admire just admire it <laughs> just learn about it <laughs> yeah. um my suggestion uh is just find your like local billionaire oil tycoon and just shoot him in the head <laughs> i guess <clears throat> Yeah. Okay. Great. I was I was afraid of of saying shit like that, but yeah, for for real though, for real. Um, I think it's a great book. If I can make a book recommendation, it's uh, it's called, uh, what is the name of it, man? How to How to Blow Up a Pipeline. I think it's called. Uh, okay. And it's it's a really really good book about small actions that you can take as as a a person living in the machinations that we do live in the machinations of capitalism. Yeah. And it's global hegemony because I live under capitalism in, in a very different way from uh, you guys living under capitalism. There's like different mm-hmm. levels and layers to it. But if you, if you, well, everybody has a role to play. And if everybody started one day just keying all the cars in London, for example, uh, I, 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 legally, I'm not saying we should do this. It's a joke. But if, this is a yeah, joke. It's a, He's yeah, a joke. In a video game, <laughs> in a video game, if we key all the cars in London, then they can't uh-huh. drive in London, right? They can't do yeah. it. So we have no traffic. In London, and we have no air pollution in London. You just gotta yeah. start keying cars, man. Key yeah. all the Ferraris in in the central business district. That's all you yeah. gotta do. The they don't like game. you anyway. In they, the video they don't game. like you. Yeah, in a video game, right? But if you yeah. think about, it, isn't life kind of like a game anyway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Of course. And that's why. Uh, and that's why going outdoors and mastering getting your fire level up and uh, catching Pokemon, like you know, yeah, bugs yeah, yeah. and that kind yeah. of shit. You know, it's the just same like thing. Become an, an eco terrorist as a joke. <laughs> as a joke. Yeah. Don't read a couple. Just read. Just read the literature. If you you know, yeah. you don't have to go that far. Reading the literature, they got <laughs> some good ideas. It's it's pretty, you know, it's cool. Yeah. And I think about also like the biggest issue, the, the philosophy that I have as someone who's done um not as much research as you, obviously. The philosophy I have is that like the companies are just doing the worst. Isn't it like 70 companies or something like a hundred companies produce 70% of emissions. Isn't that like the yeah. statistic? And, um, and like four companies own those 70 companies. So it's yeah. like even, even fewer. Yeah. yeah it's even fewer yeah. than that. Yeah. Uh, which I believe. Yeah. It's just a believable <laughs> yeah. fact, sadly, but yeah. I just think honestly, uh, there's, there has to be just such massive change in government and in 
people's beliefs and where people put value in right now. Cause like money yeah. rules the entire world yeah. completely. And like You're touching on a, on a real good thing right there. You're touching on a real complex thing, right? there. <laughs> value. Uh, our systems of yeah. value are so out of uh-huh. whack. Well, yeah. And which is why I, I like, which is why I literally say people see the world differently when they mm-hmm. get to learn uh, about nature in, in an intimate yeah. way, because they, they, the value system changes. It's mm-hmm. no longer not worth money and money becomes less, uh, less high up on that hierarchy. Yeah. Um, and that's, a, it's, it's not, a, it's a, it's a, it's a luxury to be able to not obsess over money. I have to say that mm-hmm. being poor is expensive and you have to survive people just trying to make, make it, make it people are really just trying to make it right now. So I can't front people for being obsessed with money and, and and falling victim to to you know the the anxiety that capitalism uh, you know is constantly uh, <laughs> doing uh, doing to us you know it's constantly yeah. making us worry about how we're going to eat our next how we're going to get feed ourselves next or whatever I mean for mm-hmm. me because I don't have a job right now right so that's <laughs> not my experience some people mm-hmm. are, are a bit luckier some people are a bit even less lucky you know so. Um, once our value systems can be, I think, reconfigured and reminded of, of just how valuable nature is and how much you can get from nature if you just start planting your own greens and, and, and having your own garden, if you're lucky enough to have a yard to, to do that, mm-hmm. um, you know, how, how much you can lower your footprint and, mm-hmm. and change, your, change what you spend your money on, you will see how much value and how much different value things have. And it, it it gets, yeah, it gets really uh, eye-opening, I guess you can mm-hmm. say. Because I grow a lot of my own food now, right? I, oh, my nice. mom, my mom and cool. I have a garden and, and we grow food, herbs and, and tea and that kind of stuff. We make our own uh, organic stuff and, and permaculture. Awesome. We practice permaculture. So, yeah, it's um, it's good. And when, and when you do that, you kind of remove the middleman and you realize how much mm-hmm. goes into just how much you consume. Because we consume yeah. so much, like constantly. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's so much healthier too. Yeah, you know? definitely. Especially like the United States has awful, awful um, regulations and food is just oh. so like processed and chemical filled yeah. and all that stuff. So the UK is um, actually, because of Brexit, they are mm-hmm. reducing their food regulation standards uh. to match the US's. Uh, oh, well, I apologize. Which, which is uh, causing a whole like, uh, uh, this was like a while ago though. It was mm-hmm. causing like, a whole row. Uh, because apparently you guys spray bleach on your chickens. Uh, Believe it. Yeah, yeah. And Believe the UK it. wants to start doing that now, just to clean them, to just spray them with bleach. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. I've, 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 I've thought of. I haven't actually gone to do it yet because my roommate that I want to do it with works, and then they're closed. But it's a whole deal. But anyway, yeah. there's a local <laughs> farm by us where I want to start buying uh, eggs from oh, and nice. milk from, just you know, supporting local because I can't. Definitely. I can't do that, but, uh, and yeah. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm renting the place where I'm at now. So oh, okay. I can't really, I don't really want to put in the effort to create like a little garden or anything. Cause then it's going to be gone in like a year or whatever. I, I'd love <laughs> to, like the, the goal is kind of what you're doing where I can just be as self-sustainable as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole solar grid, all that good stuff on the house. That's like yeah. the dream house, you know, yeah, yeah. So that place where I could just be off the grid. If the EMP hits, I could just do my <laughs> own thing. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Trinidad, I will always have a place for you, bro. I'll, I'll hey, save thanks, a, a, a square you. foot of a uh, bush for you. And <laughs> um, you. you can grow some tomatoes on that if you so desire. Awesome. Uh, excellent. You know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, <laughs> it's, I think honestly, I would say, dude, 
get some small herbs, get some small mm-hmm. herbs and and put a, a freaking potato in a box, you know, like a, a sure. crate, put a yeah. potato in a crate and grow some carrots in there as well. And you'll be surprised how how your life will change, just how much it will change just from trying to grow those vegetables and, um, mm-hmm. and have that little garden, even in a rented place. Cause I was renting in London and um, I tried my best to, to, um, to have like a basil plant at the very least. Mm, uh, yeah. Uh, some, some things like that I could use when you're cooking, you just take a couple of sprigs. A mint plant is a really good one too. Yeah. Um, mint would be really great. Nice. I use a lot yeah. of mint. Some small, man. It doesn't, it don't gotta be big for small steps. And, and eventually it's, it's really, a, it's about consistency uh, as mm. most things are. Um, once you have an interest in it and you continue to act on that interest, it will develop into a passion eventually. Mm. And, and you get, and that passion will take you far. It will take you to places that you wouldn't even dream, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean that with the outdoors (laughs) and I mean that with, uh, with gardening and I mean that with like everything, just find your passions and follow them, you know? Mm -hmm. As cheesy as it sounds, it's very real, very real advice. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Rishi just saved you like thousands of dollars instead of going to uh <laughs> detox <laughs> just listen to that i yeah I, uh gary v man I, that shit scares me it's like a completely yeah. different world man <laughs> it's just for people who need validation yeah it but it, it's just people it's who sad, have low self-confidence man. i think yeah I, but it makes me sad it does make me sad yeah me because it's I like mean, i have friends that fall for it as well and i like oh, really? i can't i can't like front them for it like they they only hustle, they only grind. Shit, shit was rough for them at a point in time. Yeah. And this is they got their way out through hustling and grinding, and now they're just stuck in the mindset. And uh they won't listen to me because I'm broke and I don't have a job. So <laughs> yeah. But who's happier? That's a that's a question, eh? That's a question. And and yeah. really and truly, I can't answer it because <laughs> everybody's happiness is different. And that's true. That's true. And, and materialism does bring a lot of happiness and comfort to, to mm-hmm. tons of people. I myself, I am on a phone a ton of the time. I spend way too much time on Instagram, X1, you know, that kind of stuff. As we all, um, as we all do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I can't front technology and materialism stuff too much, but what I, I do want to, what I am striving for in my personal life and I want, what I want people to strive for is to just remind ourselves uh, that there was a time before, you know, this, and we have parents and grandparents, or I'm lucky enough to have parents and grandparents and a history that, mm-hmm. that is very in touch with the land. And yeah. I'm sure if you go digging uh, in, in wherever you guys are, you can find that as well too. Or um, at the very least, learn to learn, learn, learn your roots. I, I, I like the analogy of roots a lot because it just kind of is all encompassing. Get, get, sift through the dirt on that forest floor and find the roots of whatever it may be your problem your passion your 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 idea your future find the roots and grasp at them that's um that's angela davis she she said she said that uh, find your roots you know that's what you got to do mm-hmm. well that's beautiful <laughs> just find your roots people title of the episode find your roots ah yeah <laughs> there you go write it down right now Awesome. Um, is there anything else you would like to talk about? Oh, I guess, yeah. Do you have any more questions for me about nylon? Huh? Yeah. Um, do you think that coming from, well, I, from what I get from your, your show and, and a lot yeah. of, um, I'm following a lot of pages, you say there is a pipeline from like high piece culture to, mm-hmm. to hit. Right. And I'd be interested to understand, um, what you think that has, 
what effect do you think that has on the community and its ability to grow? Like, have mm. have you guys grown as a base itself? Because uh, I feel like that's the case, right? I feel like your yeah. guys aren't hype beasts anymore at all. It's a completely different thing, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And um, I'd be interested to see, like, how that affects the community and how different it will be from hype beast culture. Because that was kind of, as an outsider looking in, I was mm. just like, yo, what are these guys doing, bro? That's like so much money, you know? <laughs> I was like, what? Hey, me too. <laughs> me too. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I I ain't go front. I ain't go lie. When I when I went to London and I, I got onto the hype train as well, I, mm. I did my first pair. My whole life, I only owned one pair of shoes, which was my school shoes, until I went okay. to university. And I bought a pair of Rico in Stark Shadows Ramones. Wow, your <laughs> yeah, first I, pair of shoes was, was Rico. I was copping like mad, bro. That was crazy. <laughs> what was I thinking? Right? <laughs> and um, and I think I got uh, I think I wore them three times out, and I got the whole Converse clown shoe shit, like the whole Converse feel thing, because oh, wow. nobody cared what they were. Uh-huh. Nobody gave a shit. And after that, I was just like, yeah, I'm kind of. This is not worth it. This has never Maybe been I'm worth done. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still got them though. They do be hard. Um, but yeah, I prefer crazy. my new balances. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Um, you're you. So you asked me about the pipeline, or about the pipeline, what, and how, like oh, how different oh, yeah, the yeah. culture is from now, like relative to back then, and how you can see that affecting the scene as as it as it blossoms. You know, because I okay. I do think it still has a lot of momentum and it's continuously yeah. growing right yeah. now. So that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, so, see how things change. Yeah, I would say. I mean, it's it's definitely getting bigger. Give me a second. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I don't know why I yawned, but it's definitely <laughs> Sorry, getting man, bigger. Sorry, man, I'm boring as fuck. Sorry, no, 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 my no. bad. The fan <laughs> is off. I'm wearing a fleece. Oh, um, yeah. You're cozy. You're cozy and comfy. <laughs> I'm just cozy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I definitely, I think this scene is growing. It's definitely been growing. Um, like, you know, just you, you're seeing, we're seeing signs of, signs of growth like you know influencers getting brand deals which which wasn't happening at the beginning yeah true uh i didn't even know that by the way i thought that's pretty that's insane i didn't know that yeah yeah just just stuff like that uh like the the organic lab solomon shoes that came out was a big deal like an actual collab between a brand even like the uh salehi benbury his Crocs that he did, like, I, I know they're not technically Gorp core. And I don't know. I don't know enough about his history to say that he is like a, a like Gorp core kind of designer, but mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're super big in the community and they have like, it's, a, it's Gorp adjacent. <laughs> yeah. It's Gorp adjacent yeah. at least. And he's got, yeah. he's got um, appeal beyond just like the Gorp scene. And then obviously you've got like Kanye wearing everything earth tone, but that's always been his vibe. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think it's growing and I think, um, I think like the hype little phase is over, you know, with our, our twizzy in the shower. I think that's over. (laughs) I think it might have, it might have a moment in the future at some point, but I really think that it's kind of just like people finding out about Gorp through like maybe Arcteryx or maybe from a meme or something. And then Uh it kind of stems into kind of like me, like I found out about it through a podcast and then it just was like a natural progression of, you know, maybe I'll follow this account. Maybe I'll follow this account. Okay. Maybe I'll make an account. It's like, you know, I don't feel like the pipeline is like as harsh as it is with Supreme because it's like, this is a drop date. This is what's coming out. This is what's going to resell. Oh, These are the okay, brands that okay. are cool. Like it, it, it just really shoved in your face of like, if you're not on top of it every week, then you're going to fall behind. And with oh, Gorp, okay. it's like, yeah, there are some releases that come out every once in a while, but like people are still looking for like old betas and thetas and like old yeah. Patagonia fleece. And like, it's a lot more chill just as a culture in general. 
I, and I really appreciate that aspect of it too. Like the emphasis mm-hmm. on like these things last a really long if you yeah. treat them correctly. Exactly. I use like all my shit is used, right? I have used New Balances, used Salomon's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my I have I have one Octaric jacket because I live in the tropics. I don't need an Octaric jacket, <laughs> yeah. but I do have one. It's a tankile, mm-hmm. uh, so it's pretty light, and I can wear it even if it's hot and that kind of stuff. Um, it's really just to protect me from what I call what we call down here razor grass, which is really mm-hmm. tall grass that will cut you while you're up there in the bushes and that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I got it for that. So yeah, but all mm-hmm. of my shit is used, and um, and I I I want to try and convince everybody to just buy used, man. We, we can do it. It's not a big deal if it has a yeah. little bit of a ding or anything. Nobody's gonna notice, you know. Yeah, and um, it gives a, it gives a piece character, and also oh yeah, uh, all these brands, all these outdoor brands, and I've I've touched on this a lot of times, but all these outdoor brands do have programs to promote used gear or recycled gear or anything like that. So That's I think good. like they they get it a lot of these brands do get it that these people yeah. want um these people care about the environment and they if they're acting if they're pushing out clothes that are for like going outside and stuff they should also have a little initiative on the side to uh you know act like they care at least about, <laughs> about people yeah, going yeah. outside yeah so i think that's cool as well so it is even the brands that are part of the culture are you know for the culture to an extent yeah i like that too i uh i because that's that's a market, even if it's not as, it's not super genuine in my opinion, but it's not mm-hmm. super disingenuine, which is a lot because most, most companies are super disingenuine when it comes to any sort of thing right, related to like uh, uh, some sort of social good and uh, or active uh, social activist kind of thing or sustainable thing. It's, it's like usually just a facade. Uh, it's called greenwashing. Most people probably know about it. Yes. And, I've done um, a whole report on it. Oh yeah, brilliant. That's good, right? Because people need to become aware of this, and mm-hmm. um, I, I'm sure most people are. I don't know why I'm acting like like they are, but you know, it, it's <laughs> it's a real problem, and I think people do get caught up in in the facade quite a lot because it's easy. It's easy to do it, and also to think like the brand makes makes that aspect of them mm-hmm. into a part of the identity that they're marketing to you. Like, yeah, oh, we are sustainable. Come here. Uh, we, mm-hmm. when they're not yeah it's sustainable but like relative to relative to like coca-cola or whatever you know like one of the whatever companies using slavery in in a south asian country um, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah some country not to be named yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any country yeah really truly. that i do appreciate that about the about the brands and companies mm-hmm. and also uh Something I, th- I thought of REI, um, they have their own, oh, brand, yeah, right. but, but they do a lot of, um, local, like each, each REI has like a local, um, uh, what's it called? Like hiking group. And like, they, they have like a board in each store. It's like, here's the local hikes. Like, here's how to, here's where they are. Here's cool. how long they are, that kind of thing. And then they have like weekly or monthly kayaking, mountain biking, hiking trips. Oh, They'll nice. take people out which I think nice, is a really nice. cool initiative because you're out there with people who are like all the employees at REI know a ton about the outdoors and nature. Like they're very, they're professionals, honestly. That's fantastic. And um, yeah, so you have like, you know, you've got people that you can trust out there helping you and like guiding you along these cool things. So I think that's a really, really cool way to to get involved. And REI, like I said, it is local. So it's based on wherever you are, you know? Nice. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I, I, yeah. I'm going to know lots about that kind of, see, this gives me a much more like holistic uh, uh, perspective on the actual outdoor history and culture in America 
because we we have a very different one in the Caribbean and and, and most uh, relative to the developed world so it has like a ton of ton of national park uh, destinations mm-hmm. and lots of uh, legal kind of policy in place to designate places that that uh, that you know of high natural beauty x y and z like all these different things mm-hmm. um it's very different down here because there's not as much support from governments and if there is it's for like the real real important things and a lot of things just fall to the wayside a lot of small natural beauty just falls to the wayside so it's mm-hmm. pretty cool that that um that you guys have that uh that that, his, that history and culture around it because like i said my advice earlier was go and find somebody that knows already that exactly. loves the outdoors and knows it that's yeah. exactly what i mean you know that that's mm-hmm. like so i guess my my you guys can go find a REI employee. I'll find like an old person or whatever, you know, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. that's an, that's sure an alternative. Too. Maybe it's the same. Yeah. Maybe they're the same person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. Nice. I like to see the parallels and analogs, you know? Yeah, man. Um, do you have any more questions for me? Uh, no, I think unless you have any more questions for me. Do you want to know a bit about the fire trace management that we're doing? Upon? Oh, yeah, I was going to ask. I was going to ask because for anyone who isn't aware, uh, I met Rishi when he messaged me on Instagram asking if I could help him promote uh, the fundraiser, GoFundMe, whatever it was for uh, a, I mean, I don't want to do a disservice. You can, you can yeah. explain it, but yeah, so you reached was, out to um, me first. Right. So I reached out to trees because I, I had a inkling that the community would be pretty receptive to it. And um and they were, thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. It was, it was an amazing response and it, it brought like, it was really kind of emotional because we don't know <laughs> you guys and it's not even your country. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was, yeah. it was, that was really cool. I, I really appreciate that. A lot of them owe reparations. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's funny. It's fun. <laughs> uh, I take it gladly, bro. Um, but, uh, so I reached out to Chase to ask him if he would be willing to help, um, fundraise for, uh, a, a forest, conservation program that deals with managing the watershed and fire traces uh, on a ridge that's that's kind of north of our capital port of spain and um it gets it gets burned quite frequently during the dry season uh, with forest fires and um the the history is that uh the guy that i, I help out because I, I i'm not part of the foundation I, I help him out as a volunteer really and truly and we get along very well his name is john stolmeyer um, he's been doing that work up there for almost like a decade now, if not more, in varying capacities, right? Uh, with varying amounts of support. Now it's like a government-supported thing, which is great, uh, fantastic news. Yeah. And um, but, but the funding is still kind of uh, it's tricky to explain. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it. I'll leave it aside. But um, yeah, it, it has to do with basically going up on these steep slopes that have been destroyed and damaged by fire and disturbed by um, by fire. And trying to give it a, a, a boost by landscaping to uh, make sure that the soil doesn't dry out or erode as, as, as frequently as it does. And by planting trees and planting specific trees, trees that withstand fire, but also trees that attract monkeys and parrots to help spread more seeds and plant more yeah. trees. Because what you're trying to do is, is boost and spread what we call succession or the, the growth of the forest. Um, and um, make it more resistant and resilient to, to to the fires that do damage it. And it's it's um, it's humbling work. It's real hard work. It's no it's no um, walk in the park. It's mm-hmm. you, you, it's hard, you know. And it's um, you don't get paid anything for it. He doesn't get paid anything for it. 
but it's for the community because there are people that live on those hills. There are people that live right below the hills and they have families and kids and they've seen forest fires just wipe out their, their, you know, their surroundings and come up to their houses and threaten their livelihoods. Wow. And um, I'd encourage everybody uh, to, to look at their watershed and um, see what's happening in it. See if there's any areas that, that have, um, have damage or destruction and um, find out the native plants that grow there and go and plant some, or, or at least find a, a group that, that manages the area or landscape because there are tons of those all over the UK. I mean, I know in the UK and I'm sure in America mm-hmm. as well too, that basically do small conservation management projects in, in like little fields and that kind of stuff all over. And, um, and you can get advice from them. You can get seeds from them, plants from them, and you can go and do your own guerrilla rewilding in different areas. Be aware of where you're going and how you, and what you're doing and that kind of stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's what, that's what the initiative is, is up by us. I, I encourage everybody to go online and search up uh, bird's eye view productions there's a, a movie, a short documentary, 20 minute documentary about the project and the people behind it and um, the history behind it. And as you'd find um, personally, I, all my all my heroes are like incredibly intelligent and mm. brave black and brown women. Everything that I love has, has been made by by brilliant, brave black and brown women. Mm-hmm. And um, this project as well has been headed and spearheaded by uh, a, a wonderful black woman named uh, Akila and um and her mother, uh, it was started by her, her father. And it's an it's a incredible initiative with a, a brilliant history that shows a lot about the community and the culture surrounding it. And uh, I think it's really inspiring. And it could inspire people across wherever they are um, to, to take the same initiative in their communities if they're susceptible to whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be fires. It could be flooding because flooding is a yeah. serious problem in the UK. It could be um uh, land degradation and erosion, because that's also a serious problem in the UK. It could be uh, anything, really. It could be even chemical and farm farm, um, farm damage and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So just be aware of, of, of your, your ecosystem and the things that surround you and how it's being impacted by, by the changing climate, one, and the changing culture, too, because it's a, we have an inherently kind of destructive culture. We see a hillside and we think, that's great for development. I can't wait to build houses there or mm. whatever, you know? And mm. They don't realize the intrinsic value of that or what's lost or just how much is lost per square foot of forest, right? Because yeah. like in my yard alone, man, and I've been cataloging this since I got back from, from uh, university last year at the beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like four different species of hummingbirds. One of them is migratory that, that comes from Venezuela all the way back here. So wow. it travels across the ocean to come uh-huh. here, right? And I have like, uh, dozens of different species of moths and butterflies that, so that are incredibly beautiful just right here <sighs> in my yard and i can only imagine what's in the forest like right opposite me that i'm looking yeah. at right now like just Stuff how much life see. yeah, yeah biodiversity just, how, just density of it all exactly exactly so you know people it's it's just being aware of the scale of things really it's a mm-hmm. problem of scale conceptual scale so people have to be able to think and realize that that space is not the same scale of space to me as it is to an ant or a frog mm. or a, a bromeliad on a tree or a hummingbird, yeah. right? It, it, a lot can be done with it. And mm-hmm. you taking it away because it's one square foot of space or whatever, and it doesn't matter much to you, has yeah. a real effect. And that scales up. That scales up to landscape projects and condominiums and X, Y, and Z. Like 
it, mm-hmm. it run that idea of, of scale being an issue and us not being able to think about the scale of our actions and the effect of that action upon nature mm-hmm. runs right through all of our supply lines, all of our bureaucratic hierarchies, everything. Mm-hmm. We don't understand the scale of our actions, the effects of the scale of our actions. And um, it's a serious problem because we're so disconnected from nature. It's, it's because of that. It's nobody's fault really and truly, and nobody should feel bad about it. It's, it's just, it's kind of the nature, the system that we're in. And um, I don't mean to like make anybody feel, feel guilty or bad by, by consuming. <laughs> if you, if you buy McDonald's or anything like that, <laughs> but you should stop. It's not good for you. It's killing you. So yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I haven't, um, I haven't bought anything from Amazon in like two years and I'm very proud nice. of that. That's a good That's, place to start. Just don't buy from Amazon. A- Bro, you have no idea how much that does. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I can't really say for certain because I, I what I want to say is I hope it does. I hope mm. it does more than I, than, than, than I think it will. Um, and I hope it inspires other people to do it too. Because like, yeah, that shit sucks. Workers, like workers in America deserve mm. more. Um, yeah. They deserve better. And you, you guys are like, if there's any place, I think, and this is my opinion here, not trying to represent mm. anybody politically, but if there's any place... <laughs> in the world right now that can undergo a, a, a like a positive kind of change. I don't want to use the word revolution because that could get kind of, you know, bogged down <laughs> in definitions and semantics, but a yeah. positive change for workers. America has all the institutions to do it and all the yeah. money to do it. It's just the, there's like, it's like a bunch of old white people gatekeeping at the top. Yes. And it just, it's like, <laughs> it's like yes. kind of appalling from the outside looking in to see uh, what is purported to be, you know, uh, the democracy, the, the gold standard of democracy, kind of bend and uh, to the whim of these people and capital and, and, and you know, and money because it's, it's yeah. funding and lobbying, well, right, at the end of the day. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. It's just all lobbying, you know, and it's whatever makes the money. And hopefully, like, we've seen a few people who are, you know, advocating for more workers' rights. Like, you know, you've got your Bernie Sanders, your AOCs, and they are, yeah. like, I remember back when I couldn't vote, um, Bernie Sanders was kind of just like a joke candidate. And yeah. also I wasn't into <laughs> politics at all at that point, but he was just kind right. of like a joke candidate. And then by the time I can vote again, it's like, hmm, there's got some legitimacy to this man. And like people are, there's like, you know, people taking up the mantle for him. Cause you know, he's old. So yeah, yeah. whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But like, you know, there, there's, there's a huge, there's a much larger movement of people who believe the same things that he does. Yeah. Uh, which I think is awesome because like, like you were saying, there's so much opportunity. And even, even in, um, I had an internship at a company and even the boss was saying like the CEO was saying, it was, it was a small company. That's why I was talking to the CEO. But he was just <laughs> saying like, yeah, I mean, if he was like, I would love to move to a four day week of four day work week, but yeah. like until the industry does it, it's just, we, we just fall behind. Like we just go out of business because right, right. If, it, literally everyone has to make that choice or we have to do such a good job that it convinces other people to do it. And we're just not at that size. And I was like, you yeah, know, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, and I, I believe it was genuine too, because he, he cared a lot about work-life balance. I'm, I don't, I don't I think, think he was just saying that to say it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think that, I think that's becoming a, a bit more, people are realizing that workers and, and like retail workers and everybody are just like human beings and they deserve yeah. basic human rights which is mm-hmm. a, a kind of like a recent development uh, <laughs> across the world, really and truly. Uh-huh. It's not that long ago people were getting, anyways, like, yeah, anyways. Um, <laughs> so I'm really happy about, about, I'm really happy about that. That's that's cool um, that that's happening. And I hope it, I hope there is momentum to take off. I, and I, I don't even mean like, 
for liberalism or anything like that, just for mm-hmm. like working class awareness and yeah. people to just be aware of like where they are in this grand system, this confusing, complex mm-hmm. system, and um and and realize that they're worth more than that. They deserve mm-hmm. more than that. You know, um, I'm a firm yeah. I'm a firm believer. Uh, in, in that kind of stuff yeah. and if everybody acknowledges that then it doesn't matter if you don't like AOC or Bernie Sanders you will want better for you and your fellow man mm-hmm. and yeah. um, and you would want to you want better conditions because you are a worker you know you're working exactly. regardless if it's a if it's a Democrat or Republican in office yeah, um, yeah. yeah. and not not to get I mean maybe I'll cut this from the episode not to get extremely yeah. political but like <laughs> in in this country seeing like I have a lot of family um, that are like farmers and stuff and they're, you know, they're, they're pretty poor. They're, they're not, they're not at the poverty line or anything, but they're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're not upper middle class or even middle class. They're probably like lower middle or lower class. And um, just like the brainwashing that's happened to them where they're like, well, if I just work harder, then I'll be oh, successful. Yeah. You know, and you see yeah. it so much with just, um, I mean, that was like Trump's whole campaign was yeah. to the working class of like, well, we're going to, put the minds back in order and it's like well you could just not <laughs> and you, you could can, just you can give them, them other programs you know yeah, they, you could train of, them to do jobs that are more helpful for the economy now you know yeah and, and even if they don't want that then they deserve some kind of restitution regardless yeah. you know yeah but yeah but i i uh i do completely agree um i think it's manipulative and kind of oh, sick. absolutely it yeah. just starts the people at the top that's like yeah the government has become so corrupt and again, everything I'm saying in this episode is legally a joke, uh, but <laughs> the government's just become so corrupt that it's like, it's honestly just a ruling class of the people at the top serving the people at the top, trying to get reelected by lying to the people at the bottom. That's, that's everything. Like, yeah. I just have no faith in the political system at all. Yeah. It's like a political class that exists solely for itself to make yeah. itself money. Exactly. And the same thing happens in, in, in Trinidad, even though the state of its politics and rhetoric is not as developed, like we don't have a liberal uh, Republican kind of mm-hmm. divide and 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 you, oh, the state of our leftist discourse is abysmal we have like no leftist <laughs> discourse at all i'm very lucky uh-huh. i consider myself very lucky to have been exposed to that kind of stuff when i went abroad and even before that i always had an interest in that kind of stuff yeah. so um uh but the majority of people here like have no concept of what workers rights are or rights in general are right mm-hmm. oh, and wow. um it's it's kind of sad it is really sad and i see it all the time like that is an age old thing. My dad is, is a workaholic, like 100%. He so will work until, yeah, he'll work until his last, he, he told me he doesn't even think he's going to retire. And I think that's sad, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of scary. And um, I don't want that for my dad, but it's not his fault. He's been, yeah. he's been literally like bred like that because mm-hmm. in, in our country, if it, it's, it's really hard to make it. And it was really hard for him to make it. I don't want to give too much out about his background and that kind of yeah. stuff, but um, he came from a single family household. His father passed away when he was younger and he had tons mm-hmm. of siblings. So it was one mom dealing with a lot of problem and he yeah. didn't get to finish school and that kind of stuff, but he still made it. And he thinks now that Anybody can make it as a result of that without realizing that he is an exception to the rule. Yeah. He's, he's he's lucky, the outlier. you know. Exactly. And and um, I, I'm really lucky to have, to be able to talk with him about it and to kind of like open up his eyes to to just how hard it was and how much he had to like do to make it. And if he thinks mm-hmm. that everybody should have to do that to get to to live decently, you know yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, it's kind of weird that 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 people don't because these questions seem so. E- easy and straightforward <laughs> like yes we should have healthcare. yes we should have this and that yeah but oh, capital has made it so hard for us to even conceptualize 
that kind of living uh, that we think we have to earn it. We think we have to work our asses off to just live decently. And yeah. it's um it, it reminds me because I I I'm a avid reader of like post-colonial literature and that kind of stuff. It reminds mm-hmm. me of an extension of colonialism. And um I I'm an anti-colonialist. I that's not being political. I am an <laughs> anti-colonialist, right? And I'm an anti-imperialist. Um and mm-hmm. if if you think that's political and you think imperialism is cool, like that's weird, bro. <laughs> that's pretty strange. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I think, I think, it, it, yeah, it, a lot needs to change. A lot needs to happen. And and the, mm-hmm. the political class in Trinidad is literally just the same way. It, ser- it mm-hmm. exists only to serve itself and yeah. then nothing gets done for the general public or for the greater good of the public. And if it mm-hmm. is, if something does get done, it's like so, so, transparently like just a a, a gesture that mm-hmm. it it's like spitting in my face like <laughs> come on i've been I, i've lived here for so long and so many projects have begun and just never finished and mm-hmm. I, I see it all over you know um and and it was kind of a, a wake-up call for me to realize that that's the same case in the uk as it is in america it's mm-hmm. the same shit just a different ass and yeah. um <laughs> it was it was surprising right it was surprising to me so yeah just how the world works, man. Sadly, that's how it works. <laughs> Let's try, yeah, we've got to try and make it a, I mean, of course it sounds pretty naive, but um, rest assured I've thought through it. When I say that we got to try to make the world a better place. I, I, mm. I, I, if there's anybody who can be a pessimist, I can be a pessimist. <laughs> I do think that at the end of the day, we got to try and make the world a better place um, on an individual level. Act as, yeah. a, act as a rhizome. Uh, I don't know if you know what a rhizome is. It's a ginger, right? No. Uh, so it's just a ginger root and a ginger root is a type of a rhizome and mm-hmm. they grow from each other. They send off shoots and then they, that grows into a node and then that node sends off other shoots. So what I, what it, it's a kind of like a, an analogy for how to spread ideas and how to, to effect change. Just affect what you can around you and hope that yeah. those can spread out and continue to affect other things as much as possible. Because really and truly, there is no one answer to effecting mass social change so we can stop climate change and the ecological collapse we got to operate on our own levels that we can handle for our own mental health sake and um and try and make community level changes uh, and spread our ideas through communities and that kind of stuff so yeah reminding everybody to grasp at your roots and build your communities you know i agree i agree um oh something that you talked about earlier you just very, you said the word gorilla planting mm-hmm. and a gorilla growing. And it just made me remember someone sent me this video. It's called Tony Santoro's guide to illegal tree planting. <laughs> Yo, send that to me, man. That sounds cool. It is <laughs> amazing. I love this guy. He's just, just this like New Yorker who goes around. He's like, I planted this motherfucker over here 14 years ago. I got this, oh, I got yeah. this guy over here. Just like, Riding around on a bike, holding an <laughs> iPhone in one hand, just like showing people all the stuff that he's planted and like all of the like fruits that he's got from it. I don't know. It's it's just great. He's just like in a That's city. Cool, planted, I so. love that shit. I love that shit. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, that sounds really incredible. Yeah, and the, the channel is called <laughs> Crime Pays, but Botany doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right, bro. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that, so that says a lot about society if i'm being real yeah. that says a lot about society <laughs> oh, wow. uh, i just wanted to, i just wanted to give out a shout out to a uh, tony santoro oh yeah uh but anyway uh, if, if we're all done um if you would shout out a few pages that you oh, yeah. enjoy i will do the same you can take all the time you need to collect them uh, 
I want to give a, a shout out to um, West Indian Herping on Instagram, West Indian Herping. Uh, it's all one word, uh, no spaces, no anything. That's a team of local naturalists and conservationists who I'm very close with. Um, and they do some really good work and they're kind of at the cutting edge of, of most of the uh, really big projects within the mm-hmm. country right now, uh, or, or, or promising projects within the country right now. And I'm, mm-hmm. um, I want to give them some traction because they deserve it. And they're young people and they, they're actually getting shit done because I find oh, nice. a lot of the time old people kind of gatekeep us from getting shit done. And it's really, it's really kind of uh, reaffirming to have people my age or just a bit older than me, you know, actually making strides and doing that kind of work. So West Indian yeah. Herping, um, they're a team made up of Raining Rainers on Instagram, Raining underscore Rainers, R-A-I-N-E-R-S, um, Kaima, uh, Kaima her, that's her name. Um, her Instagram is uh, D underscore Animal Girl, one word mm-hmm. Animal Girl, and um, Zach Wildlife. Uh, one word Z A K Zach Wildlife. Um, Bushman Sparkles is another guy. His name is Shaquille. <laughs> his name is Shaquille. Uh, uh-huh. But I can't remember his Instagram name off the top. It has some numbers in it. Um, but um, you will find him tagged in, in, in West Indian Herbing because he's part of the team. Um, mm-hmm. So he, so yeah, go check those guys out. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to my mom's local tea business because we we grow. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, yeah, we make um, artisan teas and that kind of stuff, and we sell to. Uh, the community and, and our friends and family and that kind of stuff. So Surya Chai Masala on Instagram, S-U-R-Y-A-C-H-A-I Masala on Instagram. And um, no spaces oh, on it's in your bio, right? Yeah, it's in my bio. That, yeah, awesome. true. Um, and yeah, uh, the project that we're doing up in Trinidad will have a page on Instagram soon. I'm not sure the name or anything like that, but maybe I'll do like a post uh, uh, when that happens. And you can follow me at, at Rishi Zach. Uh, R-I-S-H-I-Z-A-C-H Awesome I will shout out some people as well I believe it He's cool I know I feel like I'll cut this from the episode But I just feel like um, A lot of Pages uh, Just like smoke weed all the time And like don't say anything about it (laughs) (laughs) I I do (laughs) Yeah 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 I do that that, bro (laughs) I'll just see like Um like casually on someone's story, just like picture of a joint or something. Yeah. Like nothing's nothing said about it. They don't it's ever, like they don't one right say next to my laptop right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm yeah. waiting until it's off and I'm just gonna, yeah. it's some nice weather. I hope it's nice weather by you too, by the way. I didn't ask you. It's actually very drink, nice. It's super oh, nice brilliant. today. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's nice for me. You'd probably be freezing to death out here, but <laughs> I actually, if that's one bit of advice that I got when I went up to England for my family members, they said, don't let the cold keep you inside, go outside mm-hmm. and, and make sure and enjoy it. Cause you will be depressed as hell if you just stay inside all the time. And they were right. 100%. So I actually love the cold and I love, I love cold wind and that kind of stuff. It, it's very different. It's just different from Trinidad. You know, the wind feels different. Mm-hmm. The sky feels different. Uh, the air is just different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say the air here is, it's crisp today. It's not very humid. It's awesome. It feels like, honestly, I walked outside to let my dog out and it felt like um, when I go camping, like the mountain air in the morning is very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. nice. The nice. best kind. Your dog is cool as hell, by the way. You got some nice eyes. That's oh, a, yeah. <laughs> is she in here? I don't know. I think I locked her out of my room. She's not here right now. Wait, she actually That's might cool. be. Give me a sec. She might be just right outside my door. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Yo. She was on her what? little perch, but she's what's her name? Now. Mimi. 
Mimi. Oh, that's cute as fuck. That's cool. Say hi. How old is she? She's three. Oh, nice. She looks crazy. She looks like Baby Yoda right now with her ears like that. <laughs> what's her What's her breed? Like that's a. She is a Pomeranian Husky. Oh damn! Okay. Yeah, cool. I didn't ask any questions. I just. Good <laughs> <laughs> money. Nice. Nice. nice yeah. Nice. Does her fur get in your fleece? In this one, this yeah. one's actually pretty good, but she okay, sheds cool. like crazy. So yeah, I can imagine every, Huskies. Yeah. Every other piece of clothing I have has tons of. <laughs> Uh, dog hair on it <laughs> that's why i used to wear a lot of black and now i wear a lot less black because i have a dog with white fur okay. but anyway uh rishi thank you for coming on the podcast today thanks for having me man this was uh, a really nice conversation and uh, i learned a lot i hope you did too i hope everybody oh, takes yeah. takes something from it you know because um at the end of the day that's the goal just to even if it's just one person spread you know spread like roots yeah Spread like roots. There it is. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, man, take care.